Welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the Director of Operations at the Smart Center in Greenville and the Executive Director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. Before we get started today, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Greenville University, the Greenville Chamber of Commerce, Bradford National Bank, and Entertech Global. And we are broadcasting from the Smart Center in lovely downtown Greenville and the Smart Center's podcast studio. Today, my guest is Johnny Malabu. I did say that correctly, right? You did, you did. Okay, great. Johnny is an alum of Greenville University and a business analyst at True North Partners with an office right here in the Smart Center. So Johnny, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on uh, the podcast. It's Thank- about time you had me on here. You I know. know. <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking, God, why haven't we... I, you know, you're you're my first tenant right. on the podcast, technically. And then uh, maybe we'll get to the gals down the hall, and then we'll see who comes next. Yeah, you know? we'll make them wait like six months or I so. I think we should. Yeah. I think that definitely. would be... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm so glad you're here. And yes, it is about time we've had you on here. Uh, I want to start by asking you, because I know you're not from this area. You're not from Greenville. What made you decide to come to Greenville University? Right. So like you said, I'm not from Greenville. I'm from California originally. And um, a lot of people ask me that, like, why'd you leave California all the way for Greenville? Um, part of it, I got recruited to play volleyball at, Gre- well, then it was Greenville College, now Greenville University. Um, athletic director Tom Ackerman was the head coach for the men's volleyball team back in 2015. They were starting a program my first year, my freshman year. And he really sold me on this pitch of, you know, creating a legacy, you know, being the first, the first team and everything. It just got me really excited. And uh, as soon as I had a visit here on campus, um, you know, I, it just felt like I was at home. Everyone was so nice to me. Everyone treated me with respect. They're excited to see me versus other schools that I was visiting. I, it, I didn't really get that vibe a lot. So. Do you feel like you just were invisible yeah. at other schools? Yeah, just just another number, like honestly. So um, it was really great for me to come here and just I just felt like I was at home. So, you know, I hear that a lot. Almost all the alums that I've talked to, that's pretty much what they say, especially if they've come from uh a faraway state or whatever. It's they just felt at home right away. Right. And that's pretty cool. What most surprised you? Was it that? Uh or, I mean, the the thing that that really most surprised you mean coming out right, here to the Yeah, Midwest. coming here. Yeah. yeah, there was definitely a huge culture shock. So, where I'm from in California, I'm from a a small town called Brentwood, well, bigger than this, but over there it's a small town. Um and we were known as Corn Town, like you know, we grew corn over there, <laughs> like we had a corn fest and everything. And then I came here you know, and the the humidity hit me. I was like, really? what is this? They're like, oh, it's from all the corn we grow. I'm like, we grow corn, but we don't get that much humidity. So I everything was really flat out here too. So mm-hmm. that was that was very, very interesting. And then, you know, just hanging out with people from around here, the things they do is really different. You know, like they like to go to trips at Walmart at night, <laughs> you know, and just throw Walmart. We're pretty exciting. Yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't really have twenty four hour Walmarts back where I was from. So I was like, huh, this is interesting. So, you know, just a few adjustments here and there. Yeah, I, I would I would think it would be. And yeah, I, you know, we, this is real corn town now, yeah. is basically what it is. <laughs> so was that the hardest thing to get used to? The humidity, the, the or the or Walmart being the exciting thing to do. I mean, what was the hardest thing for you to adjust to? The hardest thing for me, I would say, and I rem- remember this vividly from freshman year because my roommate, he was on the soccer team's name, Sean Day. He was from Hawaii. So on weekends, a lot of the kids around here that that live around this area like to go home or like they have cars they go to like, you know, so just us being kids from out of state, like we were just stuck here on campus just oh. trying to figure out. But 
you know, after we made more friends, that that changed real quick. But um, I just always visualized like going to college was going to be more like, okay, everyone's always like on campus doing stuff together. Um, a lot of people here are really big on on going back home and everything versus me. I was really about, you know, having my independence, being far from yeah. home and just being out on my own like that. So I'd say that was the biggest adjustment for me initially. Yeah, I have noticed that too, because I don't know if it's um, generational change for me, or maybe it's just um, a different type of uh, college environment. But when I was in college uh, decades ago, it was the thing. I mean, I was so excited to just be independent and be, right. you know, and I didn't want to go home. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, the times have changed a little bit. And uh, yeah, there are a lot of uh, very local students and then, yeah, it's kind of one extreme to the other. Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you miss the most about being a student at Greenville? Now that you're uh, an adult in the big adult world, what do you miss the most? Uh, it is really different. It's weird whenever I walk through campus because, like you said, I, I'm quote unquote adult. I, I won't say I'm an adult. I feel like I'm 12 <laughs> half of the time. But um, it's just... It's just a different feeling. You're kind of like on the outside looking in, you know, you have all these on-campus events that, you know, when you're a student, you're like, oh, I'll just go to the next one. You're fine. And then when it's over, you're like, man, I should have, I should have went to more of those. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's a combination of, you know, good and, and awkward, you know, uh, it's also really cool to have now like friendships with like my professors or like, you know, administration that, you know, you interacted with a lot as a student, you know, seeing them on the other side is is really, really nice. Um, but I mean, not too much is too different. Greenville is very welcoming, you know, as an overall environment. So um, not missing too much, but yeah. Yeah, but that is kind of a, it's an awkward stage, I, I like you said. And I, I think that is kind of cool, though. You become more of a peer with the people that were your professors and uh, administration and things like that. So, yeah. Um, well, so you're, I'm going to, we're going to go ahead and transfer into your career now because okay. it, it is connected. You did make the connection through Greenville University. Right. How did you make that connection with, uh, the folks at True North Partners? Yeah. That so that was, that was very interesting and all happened so fast. So right out of graduation, um, I was going to be the, uh, GA for the women's volleyball team. And then I was asked if I wanted to work in admissions. Um, as a student, I worked for the admissions office. So I was familiar, you know, with the office setting, with the people there, the process, et cetera. So I said, okay, yeah, I'll work for admissions. Um, and right upstairs from my office was, um, current president Suzanne Davis. At the time, she was vice president. Her office was up there and, uh, her, her assistant was Natty. Um, you know, and one day in February, I get an email from Natty. And she's like, Suzanne wants to know if you can meet and talk on this day. And I'm just thinking, oh, no, <laughs> what did I do? You know? <laughs> and I'm running through everything in my mind, like, what did I do wrong and everything? Um, and then uh, she wasn't able to meet on the meantime. And Natty just told me, like, listen, um, we have this alum coming in and he's looking to hire someone for his business. Um, you were recommended um, by President David. Well, then Vice President Davis. Um, would you be interested? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to just have an interview and see. He's like, okay, you're going to have the very first interview that day. I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, the first day came, and obviously I, I'm nervous. Um, I'm sweating bullets, you know, just because, uh, you know, I, I'm really excited, but at the same time, I don't want to mess up. 
um, go up and I meet with Lee and, and Scott and, you know, instantly we just, we just hit it off, yeah. you know, um, it didn't even feel like an interview. It felt like I was talking to like an old friend or something. And, you know, I really, really aligned, um, when they told me about like the mission of the organization, it just spoke, it just spoke directly to me. Like at the core of what we do, like we serve others. And, um, whenever people ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I'm like, I don't know. I just want to help people. That's, Aww. that's always been my thing. Like, I've, I've always, I've always wanted to do that. So when he's, he's talking to me about the job, telling me about the organization, it was just like this, I want, I want this job. I want to work here. And, you know, at the end of that, that, that interview, Lee was like, man, I think, I think we got our guy and everything. And he, he did in a little <laughs> behind the scenes that you might not have known of. I think I talked to him not too long after that. And yeah, he just went on and on about you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because the other two interviewees ended up canceling afterwards so like oh. it's just like all the stars align it was know? just meant to be yeah <laughs> well tell people a little bit more about true north partners so you talked about the mission yeah. um what exactly do they do right so we are a healthcare evs management consultant company and recently we've been also um you know branching out into universities as well so we basically consults hospitals We'll just, we'll just say hospitals primarily right now, um, better manage their environmental service staff. So environmental services are, you know, the custodial staff. Um, but we also cover other areas in the hospital. Basically, we cover all areas that are not like doctors and nurses. So, um, you know, we do, we do inspections, uh, audits. Um, we try to make sure that, um, those departments are running at, at or exceeding like industry standards and, we basically help organizations say they are outsourcing to a certain company mm -hmm. and then we review their contracts and make sure that their contracts are being honored and that they're not, you know, basically getting ripped off. Okay. And, you know, if that's the case, we, we, we have two options. We can either help you get to a different outsourcing company or we can, you know, take a, a an employee in your organization who's either a manager or you see with potential as a manager, train them up, give them the tools they need to succeed and help them implement things in-house if that's what they want to do, just depending on whichever route is better for the organization. So so yeah. it's like with a hospital, um, so it would be like laundry services and cleaning yeah. services, possibly. Um, do they do anything with like cafeteria services? Yes, we do. So, um, you know, we, we do laundry, linen, um, scrubs. We do, we do nutritional services as well. Um, we also do engineering services too for like their engineering departments. So oh, okay. we cover a really broad range of, of different, different departments. So, and then I know with uh, Greenville University, um, True North has, uh, come in and done done that with our um with our custodial yeah. services yeah yeah so uh we went in there reviewed the contracts and then ended up landing on um a company called true solutions mm -hmm. um and we're we're familiar with true solutions we've worked with them multiple times in the past with jason draper he's a great guy so they've taken over and there's been improvement at least from what i've noticed and what i've been told as well from greenville so that was a successful transition, I would say. Yeah, I would say so. I've noticed that myself. And then, the, and what the nice thing that they did too is they took some of those same employees, and yeah. it wasn't that those employees were out of work. Right. They just they took them in and they gave them some training and right and uh, yeah and, and made it. And that's one thing we're really big about. We're not like I said. We like to help people, not only the organizations but the employees. We really want to uplift employees. So 
all we really did was was change the manager. We offered contracts to all the employees that wanted to take it, and they signed on. And you know, we're trying to do our best to also give them the tools to succeed and say, hey, maybe if they wanted to eventually move up or whatever, or branch out to another area, how can we help you? How can we assist you? You know, so that's that's really what we're about. That's yeah. pretty cool. Now, so what is your role in all of this? Yeah. So uh, my official title is business analyst, but I don't like to limit myself to titles. I like to help out in any way that I can. So the way that Lee explained it to me when I was interviewing for the job is like, I'm working in the business and on the business. So um, I do I do help uh, manage slash run a few projects that we're working on to help grow our business. But then also, um, when we do have contracts with either hospitals or, or universities, I'm, I'm also helping and assisting Lee with anything that, you know, the team needs. And if that means me stepping in a role, um, serving as like an inspector, I can do that. If it means I just have to do analysis, uh, data entry, I'll do that as well. Anything and everything that entails. So, so I, d- I know you've done some traveling recently, um, for one of those projects. What, did that project involve you to do kind of go and inspect or yeah so um i did uh the first week i went there for two weeks the first week it was just really observations um you know trying to understand their process and also evaluate the performance of some of the companies that that hospital outsourced to and then the next week i was there i was doing a lot more of inspections and also um, you know, audits as well, uh, making sure that par level, par levels were exact and par levels regarding like laundry and linen, making sure that every floor had the exact amount of say pillows or flashy things like that, like going through reviewing that. And then also just, you know, taking, just collecting data essentially. Sure. That's what it is. Um, making sure that we're able to, to generate a report to show to our clients and also to our partners as well. So we can figure out what the next steps are with that project. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. And getting back to your career here, same, what would you say? This is just a general, uh, you told me pretty much what you do and you do a lot of different things. Uh, what do you like the most about it? And I think I, I think you probably answered that, but what would you, in your own words, what would you say? Um, so I really like, um, the fact that I have a lot of independence slash control. Mm-hmm. Like if there is a project, um, my boss Lee, he really wants to hear my input, uh, hear my thoughts. I'm, I'm able to put like my hand in it. Right. And to me, that was just, just very huge. Um, when, like I said, I was a former athlete. That's another thing that, that Lee liked about me. We both played sports here at Greenville, but, um, you know, on the volleyball team for three years, I was, I was team captain and, um, I just, you know, I really, I really like to be in those positions or those roles. Like it's hard for me to not, to just sit back and, you know, I can't, I can't in appropriate situations, but if I feel like I can contribute to something in, in a major way, like, I want the opportunity to have my voice heard and I get that all the time. So that, that, that's probably my favorite part about it. That's pretty nice because not all jobs will let you no, do that. No, and that's kind of one no. of the things I like about mine as well. So it gives you a chance to just take the reins and, and, right. and, and make the changes yourself. And, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but let right. me learn, you know, You're right. so that, that's the thing I like about it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, now we're going to get into more of the personal uh, behind the Johnny questions here. All right. Something I different I've, I've added to the podcast. Just don't embarrass me. Uh, <laughs> well, I just asked the questions. You don't have to give me the embarrassing answers. Uh, we we uh, started this with Natty, who we mentioned earlier, uh, Natty Hepburn. Uh, we did a podcast via Zoom 
a couple weeks ago. It hasn't been on yet, but uh, hopefully soon. But she got a lot of, uh, she got all the questions, and I tried to take out some of the stranger ones not to ask you, because uh, <laughs> they got a little weird. Um, all right. So, um, and this could apply to your college experience, or maybe just your, well, let's let's go back to your college experience. Is there one professor, mm. or one person, it doesn't have to necessarily be a professor, one person in a leadership position with GU that made the most impact on you at your time there? I have I have a few off the top of my head. Um, you know, I, I already I already gave Ackerman his shout out already. So yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll shine out to someone else. Um, uh, Pedro Valentin. So when I was a student at Greenville, another reason that brought me in, I actually forgot to mention this. Um, they were starting a program called the Mosaic Scholars. Mm-hmm. Um, and that year was also going to be their first year as well. So I was part of two inaugural wow. programs at Greenville. Um, but just... Pedro just always has been there for me and he still is to this day serving as a mentor and, you know, he's really helped shape me to, to who I am today. And, you know, that, that's something that lasts a lifetime. And I definitely feel like we have that now it's a friendship and that bond. Um, you know, so shout out to Pedro. He, he's just yeah. really done a lot for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we've heard uh, uh, when I did a podcast with Sydney Webster, she also yeah. had a lot of good things to say about Pedro. Yeah, he's, he's just great. Yeah. So that's cool. Okay, now outside of Greenville, is there a person other than your parents who made one of the biggest impacts on your life? Yeah, there's there's a lot of people actually. Um, I have a lot of uh, <laughs> I have a lot of uh, different families or, or different different moms or people that that I call mom as well. Um, first, I'd have to say my my best friend Tyler Williams' family. Um, you know, his mom's mom, Barbara, and their family in general. Uh, we lived across the street from each other since I was five all the way until I was like 20. Then we moved. But, um, you know, they've just, they've just always been there, took me in as one of their own, um, came to my game, supported me and everything. And just, it's nice to have a second family. And then I also had another family from my elementary school, um, the Reeds, um, my best, one of my other best friends, Indy Reed and his family, they've also just been the same way with me too. And really just accept me and like my number one fans. It's just, they're just great people. So that's awesome. Let's say something about you too. All these families, they probably want to all take you in and that maybe just draws them to you as well. Which yeah. you, got, you got that kind of personality. If you don't know Johnny, then you don't know. But if you meet him, then you would understand why. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> and I want to ask you about this because I already kind of know the answer. You speak a couple of languages. How many How many languages do you speak? Uh, so completely, I speak two. So English, of course. Mm-hmm. And then I speak French fluently as well. And then my parents are from the Democratic Republic of Congo. So that's it's part of the reason why I learned French, but um, they, their ling- language over there is Lingala. I understand it. I can speak a few words, but not fluently. I know when I'm in trouble in it. I know that. <laughs> and then also in middle school, I took like Spanish one through three, and I can understand Spanish a bit because of also French, them being Latin, uh, sure. like Latin languages, but um, also... so. French and English primarily. Lingala is just like, I'm, I'm just not at that level. But I went to a uh, bilingual French school from kindergarten to eighth grade. Oh, wow. So um, I've been studying it since I was young. And then high school, I took French one through four, but I was already at, at I, I mostly take, took that to hang out with my friends. You know? Sure. So, um, but, you know, I've, I've been speaking it for a while. Um, my brother's actually uh, out there right now. So, 
um, he's teaching kids English over there. So that's really cool. That is pretty cool. Now, let me ask you this. Since you took French in high school when you already knew it, did you ever find yourself correcting your, your oh, teachers? All the time. They <laughs> <laughs> loved it. it. My role in the class served kind of like a teacher's aide mostly. And I just remember senior year when I was signing up for French 4 um, all my friends I started with like freshman year, like, I don't know if I want to take it and everything. And I had to convince like, so my friend Tyler, that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and then my friend Ryan, I'm like, listen, if you, if you sign up for this class, I promise you, I will do everything in my power to get you an A. I will study with you. I'll do this, this and that. Like, I will make sure you succeed. And, you know, they ended up joining the class and it was a great time and everything, but it wouldn't have been the same if they weren't in it. Right. Cause yeah. you'd be pretty much by yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should have made them talk to you only in French just oh, to. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. When did your parents come uh, to the United States? Yeah. My dad came in the late eighties. I'm not sure the exact date. I always, I always forget it. Sorry, dad. Um, <laughs> my mom came in 93. So did yeah. they already know each other? Yes. They okay. Did. Yeah. So they knew each other and then my mom just came in later. So, oh, yeah. okay. All right. Now let's see. We know what languages you speak. Do you have a special talent that my, maybe not everyone knows about? I really don't. I'm pretty, I'm a pretty boring person. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I hate whenever people ask that, that question. I usually say, Oh, I can speak French, but that, you know, but that's not really a talent. Um, I don't know. I, I can do that. I, I play volleyball, you know, uh, anything yeah. like bizarre or ridiculous? Uh, just me in general. I'm, I'm a pretty bizarre <laughs> person. I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I just like to make people laugh. I guess that's a talent. Okay. Like, maybe not everybody knows. Not everyone they don't knows. Know well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this kind of goes along with that. It's something no one knows or about you or something that might be surprising. Ah. Or people are surprised to know. I'm not. I don't, I don't know about that one. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Um, so, well, I don't really know if it's surprising, but like, so I'm the youngest of three. And in my family, like, I am like the tallest. I stand at like six, six, four, six, five. But like, my mom is only like five, one. And my dad's like five, 11. And then their, their parents were shorter than them. So I don't know where the height came from or whatever, but. You know, this was definitely a blessing from God or something. So, (laughs) I would not. I would not. I come from short people. That's 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 (laughs) you wouldn't expect that from me if you saw me. But yes, I do. Okay, that is surprising. (laughs) I would say. All right, if you could trade places with one person for a day, who would that be? If I could trade places with one person, yeah, that is a tough one. I know, and I just threw this on you. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Um, You know, I would probably trade places with jeff bezos transfer you know <laughs> some of his fortunes on my bank account and then switch back you know that, that's that's what i do uh no I, I i really don't know i i'm i'm pretty thankful for like everything that i have and i i'm really i'm happy with with who i am but I don't know. If if I had to switch places with someone, it'd probably be a fictional character just so I can get superpowers or oh, something. Oh, that's a know. good idea, too. Like Superman or Spider-Man or something. Yeah. But, yeah. If you could fly or yeah, exactly. jump around. You know, yeah. Why would I want to just be another person? Like, you know. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that answer. All right. Let me see here. Um, what advice, if you could go back and talk to your younger self, right? what would you tell yourself? Um, I would tell myself to to really just bet on myself more. Um, there's many situations in my life where I've been offered an opportunity or 
I had an opportunity in front of myself and I told myself, no, I'm probably not good enough to do it. And then I see someone else who I know is way less <laughs> qualified than I am get it. And then I just kind of kick myself for it. So definitely just, just have more belief in, in my own abilities, you know. Oh, that's so. a good one. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Okay, since this is the Smart Podcast, Greenville Smart Podcast, and this might be a hard one, oh. smartest decision you've ever made. Oh, uh, I thought you were about to throw some math equations. No, <laughs> no way. I wouldn't know the answers. <laughs> uh, smartest decision I've ever made. Um, you know, I feel like that's hard to really quantify, but um, I would say at the end of my freshman year of college, I transferred out of Greenville. I was signed up for another school closer to back home, school where my brother was going, my best friend was going. Um, and then halfway through, or no, actually like oh, two weeks before school was starting at Greenville and that school, um, you know, I just, I just had like this feeling was like, God talking to me that like, I need to go back to Greenville. Like this isn't the right decision. And, you know, I, I, I asked, um, coach Ackerman, like, Hey, if I were to, to transfer back, you know, school starts in two weeks. Would that be possible? Can I still be on the team and talk to Pedro? Can I still be a mosaic scholar and everything? And they said, yeah. And we, you know, streamlined the process and, got in and everything and yeah i came back to greenville and ended up having one of like my most favorite years at, at greenville as well so that was probably the smartest decision i made because you know my my where i would be in life right now would be completely different than what it is had i transferred and you know so yeah. i'm glad i'm glad i didn't i didn't go through with it that's a great answer yeah uh, okay one last question are you ready for it i'm ready all right favorite thing about having an office at the Smart Center. Favorite thing about having an office at the Smart Center. There's there's a few favorite things really? about it. Um, I love using the executive conference room whenever I have meetings. That's that's really great. Um, I like to go into. Um, I always mess up the name. Was Haberdashery or ha I, that's Breck's name? That's Breck's I just name? call okay. it the casual conference. Okay, he calls it the speakeasy or whatever. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I love going in there in that reclining couch and just, you know, if I'm if I'm just like on a phone call or something and I, I like to walk around on the phone and everything, that room is just perfect for it. And then I, you know, I just like having, you know, an office that it, even though it is like secluded for more people, but I can branch out and have conversations yeah. with you. I do that a lot. Yeah. Or or anyone that that's popping in, so I really like that. It's it's quiet, but I also get like that that social fix I need as well. So I agree. I think yeah. that's what I like too. Well, I want to thank you. No, thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. I'm I sorry know. my answers weren't. No, that your answers were great. <laughs> entertaining, but no, they were. And I, you know, okay, I'll throw in one weird one that okay, I gave Maddie. Okay, ready? Yeah. If you could talk to to an, <laughs> to animals, <laughs> what animal would you like to talk to, and why? <laughs> Oh man, that is that is I it would probably like it would probably have to be a dog because dogs are so like they're so interesting, you know. Um this weekend I was visiting a friend up in Auburn. Um he was flying home. He actually lives in South Carolina, but he was visiting, friend from college. And as we were like leaving his house, like 
or his 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 cousin's house, their dog was running with the cars out all the way through the driveway, and it was just spinning in circles as it was running down. I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> it was just that excited. So just if I could talk to a dog, I just like understand their thoughts. Like why what exactly? Why are you doing that exactly? You know, that's not so bad. I just like I said, I, I love to laugh. I love to make people laugh. So I feel like a dog would just have like the funniest like responses. I think they would be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. And they're all different, so who knows, you right. know? <laughs> I'm going to throw one at you. What animal would you talk to? Oh, my gosh. Um, I want deer. Deer? I, think. I live in the country, and I see deer. Oh, so you can tell them to stop? <laughs> all the time. Well, I'd say don't run out in the road. It's not a good idea. Right. Um, there's certain times of the year when you might want to lay low. Um, if you hear <laughs> some loud bang, don't get up. But what, what I most want to know is I see them, you know, all the time, but I don't know where they go when I don't see them. Does that make sense? Right. No, no, 100%. There's, yeah. there's a secret deer hiding place in the woods, and right. I want to know where it is. And and I never, I mean, I know that deer must die of natural causes for at some point. Right. Where do they go to die? Because I think that's what they do. They go to some place. Mm. I, I occasionally see like a skull or something. Right. But I don't know. I know that's weird. But no, I, no. I, I, in my mind, I feel like there's, okay, remember like the elephant graveyard that they talk about and like yeah. it was in Lion King? I think there's a deer you think Something so? like I don't yeah. know. I think everything probably just eats hey, them. You're gonna be do. the one. You're gonna be the one to discover it. You know, I'm gonna be watching uh, National Geographic. You think so? And then <laughs> I'll be the crazy You'll lady that's living it. with yeah. the deer. Mm-hmm. I followed them. And I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not fast enough. I'm just not fast enough, Johnny. But but yeah, I guess so. There you go. That's. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but we we did okay. That's I think. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. This has been fun, and uh, well, you know, when things, uh, if anything changes for you, we want to get you back in here awesome. and know about you know what happens next for you, if, right. whether it's uh, moving up with True North Partners or a new adventure of some sort. And hopefully, we'll keep seeing you in the office here at yeah. the Smart Center because we love it. Definitely. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in, listening. Um, if you have any questions about the Smart Center in Greenville, please feel free to contact us, 618-664-9272 or email elaine at greenvillesmart.com. For more information on office space and event space rentals or conference rooms like Johnny mentioned, you could even rent this podcast studio or our demonstration kitchen on the third floor. And think about getting some office space here. You could hang out with Johnny and myself. We would love it. We would. We definitely would. Take care, and we'll talk to you next time.